snow-covered cottage at the South Pole. I was having breakfast. Christmas pudding. That frosty morning, as I was popping the last piece of marmalade-covered plum pudding into my mouth, there was a knock on the door of Mistletoe Cottage. When I opened the door, I saw that it was the postman. Hello, Percy, I said. Come on in out of the cold. Don't mind if I do, replied Percy. There's a bit of a nip in the air today. I've got a letter for you, said Percy, and it has a North Pole postmark. I suppose it's from your uncle. Everybody at the South Pole knows about my famous uncle, who lives at the North Pole. Good old Father Christmas, I chuckled. I haven't heard from him for ages. Well, remarked Percy, thanks for the warm-up. I'd better be off now. I opened the envelope. Dear nephew, read the letter, I hope all is well down there. We are busy as usual up here getting things organised for Christmas, which is one of the reasons why I'm writing to you. Can you help? Each year I'm finding it more and more difficult to get round all those Mr. Men. There seem to be so many of them all over the place, and I was wondering if this year, as a big favour to your old uncle, you'd stand in for me. Hoping you can help. Your ever-loving uncle. That very evening, I put through a long-distance call to North Pole 253. Hello? Chuckled a rather deep, rumbly voice at the end of the telephone. Father Christmas speaking. Hello, Uncle, I said. Your letter arrived this morning and I'd love to help. Oh, good for you, the voice rumbled in my ear. If you have a pencil and paper, I'll give you the Mr. N's names and addresses. I had no idea there were so many of them, I said. Do you think you'll manage? asked my famous uncle. I'll lend you a couple of reindeer if you like. Oh no, I said. I can manage. I read through the list of Mr. Men while I was having supper. This is going to keep me busy, I said. But first things first, I thought to myself. The first thing I need is transport. And the first thing I do, if I need transport, I thought as I was chewing, is to talk to the wizard, Wizard Winterbottom. The following morning, I set off to see the wizard. It had been snowing again during the night and I was quite out of breath by the time I arrived at Wizard Winterbottom's castle. I must say, it's the biggest castle I've ever seen. Mind you, it has to be big, because Wizard Winterbottom is a giant. And there, goodness knows how many times taller than me, stood the huge figure of Wizard Winterbottom. Christmas! He boomed in a voice that made my head spin. How nice to see you! Come on in! Follow me! Now! thundered Wizard Winterbottom. What brings you here on a cold morning like this? I told him all about my famous uncle, and all about how I'd been asked to help, and all about the Mr. Men, and all about where they lived, and all about the fact that I needed transport. Special transport. Ha! <sighs> retorted the wizard. Can you help me? I asked hopefully. Yes! he said eventually. But I can't do anything until the middle of next week! Oh! 
Thank you very much, I replied. Goodbye, I shouted. But he didn't hear me. He was already too busy thinking. Exactly two weeks later, I paid a return visit to the enormous castle. Hello, Christmas! boomed the giant voice. He took me into his kitchen, lifted me onto his enormous table, and set me down on a bit of a bump. There's your transport! said Wizard Winterbottom. But that's your teapot, I said in bewilderment. You birds are flying saucers! he laughed. Well, you're looking at the world's first flying teapot. Gosh, I said. How does it work? Tea bags, came a thunderous reply. I've put an engine inside the spout. All you do is refuel every thousand miles. You can fly up three times the speed of light. We took the flying teapot outside the castle and I pressed the start button in great excitement. I zoomed right around the South Pole in no time at all, and landed safely back at the castle. Well? asked Wizard Winterbottom. I was lost for words. Fan-jolly-tastic, suggested the wizard. I grinned. Abso-jolly-lutely, I replied. That evening, I sat down. I made a list of Christmas presents for all of the Mr. Men. Another list. A very long list. I didn't finish until three o'clock in the morning. I spent the next week and a half wrapping all of the presents. And almost before I knew it, December the 24th had arrived. Christmas Eve? It's going to be a very long day, I thought to myself as I packed all the brightly coloured parcels into my flying teapot. It was snowing lightly as I took off from the South Pole. That Christmas Eve was indeed a very long day, and a very long night too. The moon was just disappearing over the horizon of Loudland when I delivered the last of the presents to Mr Quiet. I was quite exhausted. Christmas morning dawned. And all over the world, everyone started to open their presents. At seven o'clock, Mr. Fussy opened his present. 365 yellow dusters, one for every day of the year. At five past seven, Mr. Small opened his present. One jelly bean, gift-wrapped, banana-flavoured, a feast. At ten past seven, Mr. Greedy opened his present. A cookery book entitled... A thousand and one ways to roast an ox. Mr Greedy licked his lips and rubbed his tummy. At quarter past seven, Mr Tall opened his presents. Socks, striped socks, the longest, stripiest pair of stretchy socks you've ever seen. At twenty past seven, Mr Muddle opened a pack of cornflakes. Fanny sort of present, he thought to himself, not noticing his real present. At twenty-five past seven, Mr Mean opened his present. A purse. A very, very small purse. Just small enough not to take any money. At half past seven, Mr Forgetful opened his present. Is it my birthday? He thought to himself. 
At 20 to 8, Mr. Tatterbox opened his present. A dictionary. Oh, very, 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 very useful, he murmured. At quarter to eight, Mr. Topsy-Turvy opened his present. A picture. How nice, he said, as he hung it on the wall, upside down. At ten to eight, Mr. Uppity opened his present. A present for the man who has everything. A gold-plated back scratcher. At five to eight, Mr. Funny opened his present. A book of knock-knock jokes. Knock-knock who's there, you know the sort of thing. And at eight o'clock precisely, Mr. Silly opened his present. An electric, fully automatic, instant, digital, computerised thingamajig. What's an electric, fully automatic, instant, digital, computerised thingamajig? I've no idea. Just after eight o'clock, that Christmas morning, the telephone rang. Hello, rumbled a voice. Hello, I answered. Happy Christmas! That's me, laughed Father Christmas. And a happy Christmas to you! And that's me too, I replied. How did it go? Father Christmas asked me. I've just got back, I said. Me too, sighed Uncle wearily. I had a bit of a problem in France. I, I got stuck in a chimney. It's all those mince pies, I chuckled. And that is the end of my story. Well, nearly, almost, not quite. At five o'clock in the afternoon, Mr Slow finally managed to open his present. Five o'clock in the afternoon was the time. And the day? New Year's Eve. A Teletale Pod Production. <laughs>